0: what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Getting feedback on your writing is a vulnerable process, but it is an essential part of writing your book. In today's episode of The Written Compass, we're going to dive into what do I do once I've gotten the feedback on my book. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of The Written Compass. Shana Hartman here, Embodied Writing Coach. So excited to be here with you. Um, Always fun and amazing to um, continue on this journey of sharing what shows up when we honor the messages from our business, our life, our career uh, in a book. And so I've just really enjoyed being uh, here and hosting this podcast with you, talking to amazing folks who have published and who are on their writing journey. So just wanted to share another thank you, thank you, thank you for being who you are, for showing up, for sharing this, um, and just being a part of the journey. In today's episode, I want to talk about feedback. So There are many important elements in one's process for writing, and one of the things that we love to do over in our embodied writing experiences and our legacy author programs is to support people in understanding all of those different processes and finding what works for them and going from idea all the way through to publish. And one element that a lot of people don't have a lot of experience with, or if they have experience, it's often not the most um, positive or effective experience is around feedback. So whether you're working with a writing coach like me, or you're sharing your book draft with beta readers, and or just kind of sharing excerpts online, or with your mom, or whoever it may be. Getting feedback on your writing is absolutely an essential part of your publishing process. And in our experiences and programs that we offer when we work with our clients, we want that feedback loop to be happening pretty continuously. And we offer different types of feedback depending on where our writers are in their writing process. So if it's early on, we're typically giving yes, keep going with this, or "Mm, not sure this fits, you know, it's a lot of affirming and confirming that they are on a path that feels aligned for them for the idea that they're thinking for their book. And as they're just getting words down, we really want to kind of be that, um, yes, and keep going. Here's what else I wanted to know about. Here's what it seems like you're writing about. Is that accurate types of feedback? And I've talked about the different types of feedback that you can provide if you're working in a community or a writing group, or even if you're a teacher or a student and wanting to get feedback or support people in getting feedback. So definitely go back and check out that episode. But feedback is an essential part of the publishing process. And so in today's episode, I want to talk through what are you supposed to actually do with the feedback after you get it. (laughs) So first, I want to talk about there is going to be a response. So you likely, you can take a moment and think about it. What has been an experience where you have had to share your words and receive someone else's response to it? So the thing that pops up for me that when I was a university English professor was the fact that they the students always had some kind of experience that went something like this. Maybe it was in high school or middle school or even another college course where they like swapped papers and the students were, you know, able to write feedback or just talk feedback to them. And oftentimes it was like, yeah, it was really good. Fix this comma over here, or you misspelled. Definitely, you know, whatever, just very superficial types of feedback, because we're often not taught how to give constructive, supportive, yet critical feedback and be critically reflective of each other because there's our, our words are out there, right? It's scary and we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but There's absolutely a way to not only give feedback, but receive it. So the first thing I want to offer is that you give yourself permission to embrace whatever your response is going to be to feedback. I remember one of the um, biggest things that I've published is my dissertation. And anytime I knew I was going to get feedback, I saw that email from my dissertation chair on feedback for it. I would like halfway cover my eyes as I opened up the document because there was a lot of vulnerability. What was the feedback gonna be? Was she gonna tell me you know, all this major work that I needed to do? Was she gonna tell me that anything was working, right? And so that's very, very normal. So it's important to recognize what is showing up for you as you are sharing your writing, as you are receiving the feedback, and it's important to to really try to minimize your expectations for how you're going to respond. And frankly, just feel your feels because there's going to be many, very many feels <laughs> around it. This is in many ways, you know, you're birthing something, you're sharing something really important to you out into the world. You're taking the time and energy to write those things down and hopefully in a way that someone else can understand and that is vulnerable. So it's really important to kind of not concern yourself with your expectations for how you're going to feel. Am I going to be scared? Am I going to be excited? Am I going to be all the things? And just notice what is showing up and allow yourself to respond however you see fit. So giving yourself permission to really embrace that initial response you might have to the feedback when you receive it. Another technique that our writers often find really helpful is they let the feedback breathe. They just let it breathe. So one, you might want to decide that the feedback is there and you might want to give yourself a couple of hours or a day or two, or even longer, depending on where you are in your process and what your timeline is in terms of getting to publication, that after you know you receive the feedback, you might just want to let it sit there for a little bit, Right. Give yourself time and space to feel your feels. And then when you feel ready to receive that feedback, open it up. The other is you might want to immediately, you might be excited or you might be nervous, tear excited to read that feedback. And after you read the feedback, you want to notice, does it motivate you? Are you excited to dive back in immediately to start revising and making changes? If you are, then you're going to want to listen to the next step on what are some ways you can do that in a really powerful, um, embodied way, aligned way. If not, then again, give yourself a few days or more if you have the time to let everything just sit, right? Let yourself process. So the let it breathe idea is once the feedback comes in, you don't necessarily have to see it and look at it immediately. You can just let it sit there. If you do want to look at it immediately after you've looked at it, if you're not motivated and you don't want to just dive right into the revision process, and again, your timeline to publication allows for that space, then you can let it breathe. Let yourself process whatever is showing up, Okay. Once you maybe have done those things, you've given yourself permission to feel the feels, you've let it breathe for a little bit after you've received the feedback, Now we want to start to go, okay, what do I, how do I actually start to process what the feedback is telling me? So we want to break the feedback down into some kind of manageable parts. So there are kind of some key elements that oftentimes your readers, your coaches will give you feedback on. So one is kind of big picture things like the overall theme or the overall message. Are the readers, how are they doing with that overall so what that you have? So can you make note of what elements of the feedback are about those big picture ideas, or maybe it's about kind of the order or organization of things, because here's the deal. If someone is giving you feedback about a particular chapter or a concept or a story or a particular sentence, but in the big picture, right, you know, you're going to need to revise that whole section or reword it or rework it in some way. We don't need to go into that other feedback. We can almost push it to the side, Because we know we're going to make big picture changes. So that's why you want to start with that big picture feedback to see what you're getting and make decisions, which I'll talk about how you make decisions in a minute on this big picture idea. So starting to label your feedback, you can do that a variety of ways. If people are commenting in a document, you can start to highlight those sections with a particular color or a label to let yourself know this is big picture feedback. And, and that's all you're doing. You're not trying to make changes yet. You're just noticing what type of feedback this is. Then you can shift into which feedback is about a particular chapter, a particular section, a particular story, a particular concept, etc. Right. And with that, again, go through and label. And we're not making decisions necessarily yet. We're just labeling what's what, getting them into manageable parts. And then labeling and noticing which feedback is about kind of language level and readability elements like word choice, syntax structure, grammar, punctuation. And I do want to give a little aside here. I highly, highly, highly recommend that you do not ask anyone but your coach and your and or your editor for sentence level kind of feedback. And here's why. That book is not finished yet, right? This is draft phase, beta reading phase. It might be early in your process. It may just be a chapter or section or two. It may be a full draft, but it's a very rough draft, right? We are not quite ready for that level of feedback yet. So doesn't mean that you're not going to get it. There are some people who just cannot resist making a comment about a word choice or punctuation or things like that. But as you're sorting through and getting your feedback into manageable parts for you to process and digest and make decisions about, I really want to wave the permission wand that you let those be like the very last things we certainly want to know if we whoops misspelled a something or have a funky sentence but if that sentence isn't going to be there in the end who cares you know what i mean so there's no need to waste anyone's time and energy marking errors in it if those parts are not going to be there in the in the final draft so i always leave that as labeling those things okay this is like readability, sentence level stuff. And that's going to be the last thing that you really deal with if you choose to deal with it at all. So that leads me to making decisions, right? We want to decide which feedback. This is your book. And it is absolutely important to take in and understand how readers are processing and taking in what you have shared with them. And ultimately, this is your book. So you ultimately get to decide what feedback feels aligned and which ones you're going to truly act on and revise. Now I will lovingly tell you if you are seeing across multiple beta readers or responders, a similar type of feedback, particularly about a big picture thing or in a particular chapter or story or concept like, Hey, I'm really struggling to understand this point that you're making here or I know you think the theme, the overall so what message is fill in the blank, but chapters, you know, I'm just going to make something up is about how awesome bananas are, right? But chapters three, four, five, six, seven is all about a playground that you really like, right? Like those things don't match up. So if you're seeing something funky like that, you know, very stark contrast, but you're seeing the same kind of pointing out from your readers, then you definitely want to take that into consideration and let that be a part of your revision schedule and things that you definitely do something about. But ultimately, you get to decide which feedback you are going to take action on, which one you're going to use in your revision process. And then finally, create that plan for revision. So where are you going to start? Starting with that big picture, those big picture ideas. Where do things need to get moved around? Where do they need to get um, reworked? How do I tie together all the loose threads? How do I bring it all together, right? Then going into your feedback about particular chapters and sections that you've noted, stories, concepts, et cetera. How do you making decisions about the revision that you're going to do for those based on the feedback? And then finally, if and only if it makes sense to, and you've still got those sentences in your book, you can go and look at the feedback on those sentence level things. Again, for our people, we typically don't pay attention much to that um, level of the reading until we get to the final editing process. So giving yourself permission to embrace your initial response to the feedback, feel your feels, giving yourself permission to give space and let the feedback breathe before you read it after you read it break down the feedback into manageable parts what elements big picture elements particular sections chapter elements sentence level readability elements are you getting feedback on getting those labeled clearly for yourself grouping them together And then deciding, making decisions, which feedback are you going to take action on? And what kind of action do you want to take? What revision do you want to do? And then actually creating a plan for the revision. So I want to work on this concept or this theme or these threads by this date, or I want to work on this chapter, this section, this story, this concept by this date, right? That's what I mean by creating a plan for revision. So those are some of the fun key elements that we see our writers doing that really help them to work with their feedback that they get as writers. As always, I want to hear what resonates with you. Which of these do you already do? Which of these are you going to try? And as always, share this with people who need to hear it. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I look forward to next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Written Compass. If you are enjoying this content, do me a favor and go and review the podcast. This allows me to share and get these messages out to the people who really need them, who we want to read their books in the future. You can also go and share your thoughts and tag me at Shana Hartman underscore on Instagram. Again, this is just a way for us to get connected and share the writing love. And if you know that you are ready to write your book, that message that's been burning inside of you for a long time, then I want to talk to you. My team and I want to talk to you. Head on over to shaynahartman.com and click work with us. From there, you'll see an application to explore and see if writing your book is your next best step.